This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and your people. So in the spirit of effortless finance maintenance, here's how Chris Black stays connected with his people. Jason, down here in Atlanta, I've linked up with a new tennis coach, and he's wearing my little ass out on the courts uh, multiple times per week. How's the tennis, though? The tennis is great. No, the tennis is great. Yeah, he's he's blown my back out in more ways than one. Understood. You know, I thought maybe my stature as like a kind of returning king to my hometown, I thought maybe this was going to be gratis. <laughs> that isn't the case, and I was asked to pay for these services. Cool. So you had to support a small business? You know, whether you're sharing a perfect day with friends or sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, let's not do that, and gifting uh, with the number one finance app in the App Store, that's money, baby. That's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. How long gone? Uh, live and direct from beautiful, sunny, clear-skied Los Angeles, California. Uh, I am still over here at the Astor in uh, beautiful uh, West Hollywood and Vine, a, a classic intersection. Jason's in Glendale. We're coming off a sold-out Troubadour last night with Joe Mandy. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling? How much tequila did you have last night? I didn't really have any dinner, so okay. one mm-hmm. tequila soda, one tequila Perrier really kind of got me going a little more than i was hoping so i had to really pump the brakes like i didn't i didn't have anything in my stomach because you know we can't really eat before a show you can't eat before you touch the stage that's a uh, any any um musician or podcaster will tell you that which is which is interesting because like before when i would dj i wouldn't touch the stage until you know midnight or something like that sometimes you had to have dinner so you kind of so you have you have to have dinner and this is a do like a, a different new thing to do it earlier in the day it makes you go on stage, I mean, literally hungry, but also sort of emotionally hungry. Like you kind of scramble like a, like a wild animal. Um, well, how would you describe... Some of these Glendale coyotes. How would you describe how long gone live? Oh, it's emotionally hungry. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I think it is... Thirsty, I should say. Well, it's necessary. And I mean, thanks to the guys at the Troubadour, we had to bring our own you know, water, of course. Um, so I did have... Uh, I had half a bottle in me. So, I, I, you know, it's not quite the same as the casamigos but it it is like it is you know playing a classic venue like the troubadour it's cool to check that off the bucket list but i am i will say i'm more excited to play our show at the large room tonight you know twice as many people uh minimum yeah you know the the green room is bigger than the fucking in the entire troubadour venue but but you have a little bit more of a soft spot or like more of a desire a thirst you simp for these classic rock and roll venues more than I do. Is that safe to say? I mean, it's just like, you know, and and not to get you earnest. simping but for it, the venue? It's pretty fucked up when our dumb asses can come on the same stage that like Elton John played on his first tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense to me. And <laughs> But it's like, you know, Troubadour, you know, is kind of like... It is old. It is classic. But it's, it's, in, the, it's in a great location kind of terrible venue whereas tonight it's like the worst location really nice <laughs> venue 
So it's kind of like we. You, that's why we have to do both because we need both. You know, they're, they. You got one one for fashion, one for function. You know, it took you an hour to get there last night. It's going to take me an hour to get there tonight. It's you know, it's only fair. Oh, the it's yin and fair. the yang. It's it's so properly balanced. You know, I love that. Um, but yeah, I actually don't feel that bad. I I was I was I stayed sober enough to drive home from Beverly Hills, which is very telling on my level of sober. I don't think I've ever been I don't I've never left one of our live shows feeling that sober. Yeah, no, you don't have to tell me. Are you proud or are you disappointed or, or no, both? Of course, of course. Well, first of all, I'm disappointed that you didn't drive drunk and I'm also disappointed well, that you I didn't drove, get Well, I buzz driving is drunk driving, that's what they tell me. <laughs> that's true. I've seen the billboards. <laughs> um no, but I I no, I'm not disappointed. I think you I think that last night um we were we were in a good place. Like I could, I, you were loose, but you weren't, you know, hiccuping or anything. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's like a, it, it felt good to me. I mean, actually, now that you say that, the, the 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 second we took the stage, I immediately knocked over a stool. But that was not because of my drunkenness, or maybe it was. Well, it's, and it, I need to look into that. You don't have a great grasp on your kind of facilities sometimes, um, whether under the mm-hmm. under the influence or not. So I have to watch that because as you age, you're starting to slip a little. You know what I mean? Um, kind of, kind of mentally, <laughs> Quite, like literally slipping <laughs> yeah. on the ground. No, sometimes. well, that too. But you're losing a step. You know what I mean? So it's something mm-hmm. to consider. But I um. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. Thank you for to, to Joe Mandy for joining us. Yeah, uh, the great Joe Mandy. Truly. What a legend. Truly a legend. And, and he let us kind of have our way with him, um, which was uh, more fun for us, probably a little less fun for him. But that's, you know, mm-hmm. we all win in the end, right, Jason? He he did get us back. He he was he kept kind of sarcastically <laughs> praising how airtight our material <laughs> and show was. <laughs> and and I was, it was funny because, like, he was laughing. I was laughing. The audience was really loving loving that. I felt sad as well as I was liking it at the same time. You know, like sometimes when you're on stage, you sort of have to relinquish your ego and become a punching bag for of course. for the greater good of the of the program of and the show. Of course, and that's something that never gets easy for somebody like me. You know, it, I know with an ego the size of yours, it's it's tough. But I I love it and I love to be punched, especially if it's by someone who has great tv credits on their imdb you know i don't want to be punched <laughs> i don't want to be punched by a local valet you know but if it's somebody that's had some success in their life a producer on hacks not a literal hack yeah exactly producer performer and writer he let us know that he's the triple threat he's got he's he has the good the good sag dental but we we were able to you know kind of have some off the record conversations backstage about the ins and outs <laughs> of the comedy world which you know gets gets me on chub so mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was more that was more fun than the show for me. Just getting a, we should have recorded that. Getting a real look at how these fucking nerds prepare. You know what their mental state is like. Mm-hmm. Why they all dress bad. Why Jews love basketball. You know, these are all things <laughs> that like we kind of we we had to work hard to uncover. And I think we we made some great progress for not only how long gone, but for society as a whole. So it was a positive night overall. Now that now that now that you kind of took a, a peek under the hood of this comedy machine that I love and cherish, mm-hmm. and you've been on the record as not the not the biggest fan, are you a little more sympathetic to the Trevor Noahs of the world, or, or how do you feel now that you kind of see the other side? Absolutely not. Uh, everything I yeah, hear okay. about everything I hear about it actually makes me like it less, <laughs> but. That being said, I can still be impressed by a a solid performance because much like music or acting or anything you know like that, it still it requires great skill to be good, and I'll always respect that. I will not, but but comedy attracts a certain kind of dork, 
that I think makes it a little tougher pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's you know it's podcast fall, dude. Podcasts have been ru- co- podcasts ruined comedy. That's there's too much Com- comedy has been dorky since before we were born, though. Yeah, but we didn't have to hear about it 24 hours a day, and like there wasn't so much access to it. You know, there wasn't so much mm-hmm. access where e- every person who's ever thought a joke was funny is can like reference the store when they're talking to their parents you know it's like that was not always Mm -hmm. you know that was not always the case and you know that's not that's not comedy's fault they were trying to get a little money because you know making a hundred bucks for doing 10 minutes ain't gonna cut it (laughs) in in hollywood you know so you got to figure it out Mm -hmm. but yeah thanks all thanks all the comics for doing what they do um (laughs) i will continue to kind of watch from afar and critique Uh, (laughs) but you know i that's i i don't think anybody wants anything more from me and i think that works for everybody um (laughs) But we're doing it all over again tonight in L.A.'s worst neighborhood, Highland Park. Mm-hmm. There will be kind of a stroller check. Uh, <laughs> and we have Jason. Jason has worked with some some local charities to set up kind of like a, a doggy daycare mm-hmm. uh, for the show. So that's going to be that's going to be something special tonight in Highland Park. <laughs> couldn't really do that in West Hollywood. It couldn't really do that in West Hollywood. Just kind of a different animal, like not a lot of space. I finally got the quote back from Chateau Marmotte, and it was way out of our range. <laughs> I ran it by our agents, and they're like, "This, I don't know." Don't- I mean, and what on what planet do you see this working, Jason? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the doggy daycare will be there, and there will be, of course, some you know, uh, there'll be a, kind of a cold brew station. I'd appreciate if you kind of wear your mask when you come up to the table to order. Um, and we don't accept we don't accept cash; it's card only. Um, of and course. the tips. The tips per cup start at two dollars and go up to ten. Those are kind of the prompts. Dig deep, brother. You know, you know, you kind of know what to do when when the iPad gets flipped around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I, I bought an iPad, <laughs> so now I uh, I am POS TJ, and that's point of sale, not piece of shit. We got it's both. Uh, we got we got our shit together. We have a, a new now. You can tap to pay. For all the limited edition, how long gone merch? If you bring cash, of course we'll accept it. But the the Venmo funnel was clogging our our feed. Fuck Venmo, fuck Venmo. It's cash app on this side, of course. That's a good point. That's that's really what the issue was. So now we're able to kind of tap to pay. It's a seamless experience. You can use your American Express card, Diners Club, Visa, Mastercard. Uh, you know, any any major credit card is accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and if uh, if you do have an EBT card, we can talk about it. Um, we do have a guest <laughs> today on the program, Jason. But yeah, we'll see you guys tonight in Highland Park. But we do have a guest today because we don't take days off. We we have to podcast on a show day. It's just what we're we're built different. Yeah, we're built different. Will that end up being smart? We'll see. We'll see. But I think I think now that you know it, the the tour life and the shows and everything. Once the once the train starts rolling and and you're on your way, it, it gets it does get easier and it, get, it does get better. So I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did Troubadour last night before we did. You know, it's I think it's a, I think the routing. Thanks to our friends at High Road Touring, Sam Gans. I know you're listening. <laughs> Will uh, Miniker from the legendary Chapo's Trap House Chapo Trap House podcast, and uh, he was supposed to come on last week, but there was an issue literally with the president air force one shut down airspace over los angeles and and will was unable to make it to la or excuse me make it back to new york to record the show so we're happy that um he was able to he was able to join us again Mm -hmm. um after that after that snafu that was obviously completely out of his control of course all right well let's uh let's give will a a zoom and and we'll get into it Okay, guys. So you guys are you guys are very professional podcasters. You're recording locally on your end. 
Uh, I've never seen five Zoom screens on one time. I edit this podcast. Um, uh, we don't just like record it and go. So this is going to be kind of my uh, piece de resistance in terms of editing. So thank you guys for all coming on, and, and we appreciate you guys coming on. Have you ever listened to this podcast before, or are you familiar with us at all? I was going through the back catalog uh, before I came on today. I didn't get a chance to listen, but I saw some of your your wonderful past guest appearances, like actor Lee Pace. Mm-hmm. We all love Lee Pace. But what really sold me on coming on the show <laughs> okay. is, of course, you interviewing Bob Guccione Jr., Okay. And, you know, as someone who, you know, Penthouse was my favorite pornographic magazine, I simply have to doff my cap to you gentlemen <laughs> for scoring a get like that. Trust me, if you guys want to have him on your show, he will do it very easily. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob has the time. Is he still rich? I think he's fine. I, I, I think he's living comfortably, but I, don't, I wouldn't call him rich. He lives in like a rural Pennsylvanian cabin, kind of, and he seems comfortable. That sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know you guys are being nice but you know his dad was like dad was like a billionaire from uh, up 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 close pussy shots and now you're just like he's doing fine he told us he told us he told us a pretty great how much money did he say he blew jason like 20 million oh yeah he told us a story about like he sold spin and then he was like yeah i blew i blew that money we were like kind of on what and he was he 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 lives like he's similar to me he just kind of on lifestyle you know he was just like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of blew it. There was no... Just dinners and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I was impressed by. <laughs> ordering ordering two appetizers every meal. Yeah. You can waste a lot of money like that. Well, you know, it's good to know he's gone from, you know, his Caligulan Heights to now he's apparently living like uh, the deer hunter. <laughs> he's living like Robert De Niro in the deer hunter. I will say, I will say it did he, his... his his Zoom location was giving basement, which was it didn't make me feel like super success was kind of happening. Yeah, I think he has a like a life partner concubine kind of in there. Like she <laughs> she doesn't get to go to Costco and do the shopping. She kind of has to stick around. <laughs> Maybe it's a little darker than we realized, but yeah, he's a hoot to talk to. And we had to edit a couple things that he said that may have been well, questionable. His empire it all began uh, it all began to crumble as soon as they started showing girls pissing in penthouse. Oh, is that that? So that was the beginning of the end. Do you know the exact the day? The or is how that- did that affect you, Will? Did that like right around what what era was that? The pissing stuff. <laughs> this was like you know uh, you know a high school era Will Menneker, You know maybe a little bit earlier than high school. You know mm-hmm. just sort of sheepishly trying to approach a news kiosk and like but thinking like oh my god, what if my parents' friends are buying the Wall Street Journal right behind me? Um, and then I you know like. Uh, try to get one who would sell to me uh, despite being under 18 then you know excitedly going home heading straight for the center fold and just seeing piss everywhere <laughs> really i didn't know that <laughs> yeah Awful. very few know very few know about this dark chapter i think that's somewhat of an extreme kink to make centerfold i would agree with you from a business standpoint i don't know if that's smart not only for your jerking off, but for business. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> hey, Felix. Um, Felix, I noticed you took a sip of a beverage, and it seemed to have the the plastic rings on the, of the six-pack still on the bottle. Could I take another peek at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Mountain Dew Zero. Okay. <laughs> Bro. All right, so hold on. I just want to be clear. Are, are you guys in New York or L.A.? Where are you guys right now? I'm in New York. I'm in L.A. Me too. You guys are also a bi-coastal podcast, correct? Yeah, that's all right. We're always on the move. Bi-coastal elites. We're bi-coastal. The podcast is elite. Yeah, that's, it's kind of a it's a combination. Felix, is there is there a reason why you do the ring on the Mountain Dew? Is it an aesthetic choice or is it is it not a decision at all? Yeah, I wanted to kill sea life. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I mean like you, you know how people will wear their shoes and leave the tag on or something like that as a little saucy no. flare. It's not like that. No, no, I, no, I don't think of anything like that. I've never like cuffed my jeans or like worn a ring that I didn't need to wear <laughs> or like had an earring. Worn a ring mm-hmm. I never um, needed to wear. <laughs> you know, like a marriage ring or I don't know, like a ring you yeah. would wear. It's some, t- some type ring. of like cruising code. I don't know what else they're used for. <laughs> the secret ring. I mean, my guess, knowing Felix as I do, is that every time he got one of the Mountain Dews, he would pull it off the ring. Mm-hmm. But when there's only one Mountain Dew left, you don't need to pull it off the ring. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see. You can lift it the same as you would without it taking it off. Now your Mountain Dew has sort of a caddy, a sort of a drink caddy you can carry around with you. Yeah, and then when you have the empty, like taking the ring off is like one more thing you can do that day when you're at your desk. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it sounds like spirits are high over there. So you guys are like in the middle of a tour, how, uh, like one to ten scale. How excited are you guys to be doing more podcasting? I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. But that's only because we have to record another episode right after this one. So <laughs> okay. So I guess you're you're getting you're getting the actually like the the, the cream of my podcast enthusiasm today. After after an hour of this, and we got to record another ninety minutes. You know, we'll see how tapped out I am. This is the extra virgin Chapo drip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're giving we're giving our subscribers the 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 sort of drained, depressed Will Miniker. <laughs> that's that's um, all they you, deserve. You guys are getting you guys are getting the, the gold. Well, we're actually in the middle. We did a show at the Troubadour last night, and then we have a show tonight at the Lodge Room. So we're we're in a similar position. We're really leaving it all on the on the floor. You guys um you guys are going to Fort Lauderdale for a show is that correct yeah so you're, you're kind of hitting like new york la chicago and fort lauderdale what is there <laughs> is there a routing is that a routing thing or is that like uh well like is there any reason other than someone at in, in fort lauderdale said hey here's a bunch of money or did you not kind of give your your agent at william morris a hanukkah gift last year it's a great it's a great airport well the idea was we wanted to do three big shows in the three biggest markets you know pack them in mm-hmm. so that was chicago new york and la and then we none of us have done have been to Miami. None of us have been to the tip. What? Just the tip of Florida. Uh, well, no. Uh, Will has been, I believe, but the rest of us haven't. And oh, right, he's been to the Keys. I've been to the Florida Keys. I've never been to Miami. Yeah. So we wanted to do that, but we couldn't find a, a place in Miami to perform. Uh, so we're doing it in lovely Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Thankfully, not Fort Myers. Yeah, okay. that, that's a common mistake, you know. But why? Okay, I'm just my. I'm reeling from the fact that th- between three white men, no one has been to Miami. Wait, wait, wait. Is Miami supposed to be like a white enclave? No, no, <laughs> no. Like a famous. No, no, definitely whites? not. But it's like a. It's like an East Coast. I thought you got. I, I thought. I thought you guys had lived in New York. All of you had lived in New York at some point. It's a common, like a snow, like a snow bunny kind of thing for the New Yorkers to come on down. Will has lived in New York his entire life, and that has ne- he's never done that. I guess he's just not cool <laughs> enough. He's not an Art Basel type of guy. I wouldn't even say cool. I just think, Will, do you like the beach? You want to touch the sand? Get that sand in your not hair? really hair? Okay, I didn't think so. Um, you don't look like that big plantain guy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> No, I don't mean. <laughs> yeah, are you into Cuban food, Will? I'm uh, okay. Like a, a number, a number of things complicate um, me going to Miami. Okay, um, one, everything I've said and done with my public platform, which has I'm sure not endeared me to Miami's Cuban population, and number two, I was like semi, I wouldn't say barred from visiting Florida, but under advice of my attorney. 
I was counseled not to visit the state of Florida while a libel lawsuit was still ongoing against oh, me. Shit. So, but that's over now. That's over now. I can finally visit the Hell Sunshine yeah, State, bro. free and clear. First day out. So you, so you guys, you guys are going <laughs> to tap in with DeSantis as soon as the as soon as that shit was canceled. You're ready to build. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Linking and building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the ticket sales? L.A. New York versus Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> well, we went. We, it's a smaller venue. Yeah, yeah. We didn't go big. Because we know you smart, don't want to try smart. to uh, sell out a big room in Florida. What, what, what are you going to a show for? Your brains have been cooked <laughs> into a fine, uh, a fine goo. You're, you're not you're not standing in line to, to what sit and listen to some assholes talk when you could just you could be at the club. It's notoriously a bad comedy town, um, from what I've heard. But you guys do a little. I mean, what what does the live show consist of? Because we're we're in the middle of a tour as well. You guys do visual stuff as well, but how much of it is kind of off the dome versus rehearsed and scripted. Well, like the, I mean, like the the majority of the show is still close to what we do just on a regular weekday, in which is like that. You know, we'll have four or five. Like you know, I'll have each forty. There's like two forty-five minute acts, and then I'll have like what I think will be enough material to like get us through forty-five minutes. But like majority of what we're doing is, you know, off the cuff reactions to things I'm reading or topics that uh, I'm bringing up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all credit due to our uh, wonderful collaborator and producer, Chris, who has on each tour, like up the stakes of like making these live events into real, like sort of live experiences for the audience. So mm-hmm. on this tour, we have uh, opening music acts for us. We have uh, standups um, also opening as well. We have a m- amazing animated short film, We've got, yeah, I've got a giant, for the LA show, Chris had to rent like a projector capable enough, like capable of projecting something on like a just gigantic fucking thing. Cause like the venue in LA had their own projector, but to use it, it would cost us $10,000. So Chris went into producer mode and we got our own, our own projector to press. Cause you know, without some sort of visual element, it's just like, I, I, I still feel a little sheepish about the idea of like people paying to just see three guys talking and what mm. could otherwise be their living room. We go, yeah. bro, we go, we go raw dog without a bag. We bring up a guest, but I think the visual thing for us, it felt like a little more complicated, but I do like it. I've seen it work a lot, but it, it like, it felt like a lot of extra work, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea, and if we ever get a producer, Chris, we will we will do that. But it just seems like I mean, but I I, I sort of feel a little similar, like imposter syndrome of like charging people, you know, all of this money to have you know three dudes on stage being like, "LOL, isn't it awesome when this happened?" kind of thing. Yeah, no, we were in uh, New York, and we uh, had hired a photographer to take some back scene back behind stage shots and. And when we were performing, mm. and she wasn't really familiar with us, and so she asked, oh, oh, "What are you guys? An improv troupe?" <laughs> and, and I was like, "What? No, what?" Yeah. And then I thought about it for one second, and I was like, "Oh fuck, we are." No, we're not. Yeah. No, no. I'd rather she asked us if we were like a traveling group of professional pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I will not take your photo. How? What's the argument against it? You know, like we instead of like having the audience <laughs> say, like, you know, give me a profession and a. And a, and a setting, it's like, okay, give me an article. <laughs> give me a sexually perverted Republican, and then we just go for it. No, I've had, I've had the similar awakening where I, I realized that our live show was, was more improv than anything else, and it was a, a hard pill to swallow. But, you know, you can do, you, I guess you could make improv better. 
I mean, I don't know. For the the live shows, like I, I try to I try to plan out a little bit more thoroughly than for like a regular recorded show because there really is no safety net. And if one of the topics or you know like potential lines of inquiry or digression doesn't really pan out, and then I'm like, oh fuck, we got 20 minutes left to fill. Then mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, then you're fucked. Then I'm just like oh, looking at my phone, start being tapping. Like, oh, what what happened in the news today? Speaking speaking of digressing on stage, how how often do you guys get into your personal lives? On the show and on the pod, I should say. When we're on tours, we certainly like to talk, uh, to lead in, to just talk about our experiences in the cities uh, that we're in mm-hmm. before that, you know, what we've been up to, why those cities suck and are li- lame. There we go. As good as where we're from. There we go. That kind of thing. You should but, hit Denver, bro. It's really easy. There. But um, actually, you guys did just hit Denver, or one of you hit oh, Denver I did. On, a, on, a, on a wicked layover, right? Yeah, that was me. On a Masonic layover. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I guess more so less of like what you what y'all did that day and more of like your actual personal lives like your relationships your romantic interests or anything like how how deep do you go in that in that world on your show um like I mean I think anyone who listens to the show is aware of at the very least my relationship because you know my 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 girlfriend Catherine is you know often a guest on the show and I, I feel like we have sort of a mm-hmm a semi-public facet to our relationship but like i you know i'm I'm not talking about like you know uh, you know what we had for dinner or just like you know personal details like i mean if if something amusing happens we'll share that story like matt shared a wonderful anecdote about walking around brooklyn with holes in his pants and losing his phone so you got to be careful you got to be careful about what you give to to the hogs you know because once you once you give it to them it it, it no longer becomes yours no it's it's you know so it's true i mean i don't do you hate your fans or you are you good with it absolutely <laughs> there we go my man i knew you i knew i stood with you yeah i've never heard hogs i love that by the way hogs is nice very nice we're gonna take that just just fyi but you guys do um you did do patreon so you are indebted to these payers correct do you feel like that or no wrong no no they're indebted to us they're indebted to us <laughs> okay so what do you give them for their paltry sum uh f- you know f- uh, four hours of escape from the the, the miseries and doldrums of their <laughs> pathetic banal existence. Okay, so you're you're not you're not giving them you're not doing like you're just doing extra audio content. You're not showing feed. Yeah, no, no. We've we, we've been very proud that we've only had one Patreon tier throughout our entire career. And actually, no. Now we have two Patreon tiers. One that's like one that we we lowered the Patreon tier to cover some weird tax thing that Patreon was doing to keep it. Mm at an even $5 a month. But we've been very clear there will never be any higher tiers where you can like solicit advice from us or yeah. talk to us on the phone <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or make eye contact with me on the street or something like that. No, we will, we'll, we'll never, we will never sell out to our fans. Okay. You know, we're, we're in the throes of making some decisions about the future of how long gone, so it's nice to get advice from um, real money makers in the space, you know? That's right. Money get us. When people do those Patreon tiers that are like, oh, you can join a special uh, Discord group that we're in, the the hosts of the, you know, whatever whatever the show is mm-hmm. about. You know, we we uh, we gender swap the X-Files and imagine what the episodes would be like. We're going through the entire series. You know, we're we're a leftist <laughs> podcast about the Hardy Boys, that type of show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a sign of desperation. And I, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I so even, too. I, I think don't so too. tell the audience anything about my life, really. Like they get broad strokes; mm-hmm. they know what shows I'm watching, and you know, 
whether what kind of Wikipedia articles I'm reading. You know, am I reading about Hitler this month or am I reading about crime? So there's, I don't know. That's true. It's, it's always very noticeable. It's like, oh, Felix has been uh, doing deep dives on Game of Thrones lore. Yeah, but they, yeah, they've never known like who I've dated or anything like that. I don't like. Is that is that by design? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. They're like stu- like. Most fans are like by and large like incredibly normal. Yeah. But if you get like one percent of however many hundred thousand or like you know one and a half million, that's enough people to like find whoever you're dating and be like, um, I actually I have a new stage of cancer. I have stage four point seven five cancer. I'm dying in ninety minutes. Can you can you print out a picture of me and shit on it? <laughs> I've always wanted a five nine woman to do that to me, but no, I just I don't want them to interact with them. I'm going to cancel your Patreon if you don't send me this photo. Yeah, we, we talk about L.A. and New York and like restaurants and co- we you know places that we go, but I don't think that you guys probably attract more freaks than we do. I, I'm not like scared for my life. I'm scared for having a bad conversation. I wish I was scared for my life. No one. <laughs> there are so many like. Skits- <laughs> schizophrenic people who contact me and are like you're targeting me and it's like can you please can you please bring a gun to a show or my house do something besides message me just get this over with yeah so you're saying you're saying let's escalate this and get it over with i'm tired of the messages well yeah okay either i die and then that's not my problem anymore or i prevent a mass shooting and that's Mm-hmm. very everyone's happy for me and you know the show that's like a big news story for the show make a little great more. pr on that one Get some earned media out of that one <laughs> yeah earned, earned pr i'm non-fatally injured and then i get to eat the jello that's at the hospital <laughs> you can you can message girls about it yeah, yeah. i can talk to girls about it or um i don't know there's like a fourth one that i haven't figured out like they kill my friend and that would be sad and i would feel responsible for that but i would get over it is mm-hmm. the thing so all of these situations still work out financially except your death yeah and even then well like the show would do better it would tupac style if you guys lost felix to a fan murderer that would kind of really pump you guys up numbers wise felix what about um what about the dms from the ladies is it, do you have a policy on fan fucking I think it's insane to like fuck fans. I think that's like <laughs> mentally ill behavior because it's you're not a real person to them and they're no one on the internet is like actually a real person to you. Mm-hmm. you you're so abstracted from what you actually are like and how you actually behave that there is no actual human connection. And it's insane to be someone who somebody listens to every day and you're this like dehumanized voice that they look forward to. And then you can like go into their life and make physical contact with them and be like, you know, make them excited or let them down or uh, Mm -hmm. upset them and leave them as any normal person would. I feel like it just, it's, it's a recipe for tears. I do not understand people who like habitually do that besides just being horny, but like you can check off. I'd like to make a, I'd like to make a slight addendum to that. I totally, I totally agree with Felix's never fuck fans policy, but I will say it is okay to fuck guests of the show. Yeah. yeah. Because that way you sort of, you encounter each other as, as equals, you know, there's not, Damn, I used there's not, to do there's that. not any kind of a, you know, power imbalance or whatever. And I say this because Catherine was actually a guest on the show. That's how we met. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm open Okay. You know, I'm I'm open to uh, I'm open to other arrangements as well. Slavoj Zizek, do you hear me? 
Are you there? Are you listening? <laughs> this is good. This is now. Now, just so I understand, what is the three? What is your relationship with each other? Like, are you guys building outside of work? Do you go way back? Do you deal with each other only because the money is so good? Like, where are we at? Separate planes. Yeah. Do you- I I I have a team. I have a team of attorneys and assistants that communicate to Matt and Felix for me uh, for any interaction other okay. than being on a Zoom call. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't like them. They stink. They smell. They've just drained years from my lives. But yeah, the, 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 this fucking money's too fucking good, bro. <laughs> do you? Um, that reminds me. Like, some, do you ever feel like you're having a conversation with the three of you guys? And it's going so well, or like some you're, you're having a conversation that's not being recorded, and you feel like this is a waste of my time. Like I should save, I should save the talking. No, <laughs> no, uh, because if we're doing it and it's really funny, there's no way we could release it. It's it's too hot for TV, is what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's like not that it's like we're doing racism or anything like that. Just that like mm-hmm. it's subject matters and shit that we just wouldn't want to deal. There's got to be a know? way to tap that. Maybe if there's a private Discord <laughs> server or something, you guys could drop all this cool. Let me tell you guys, not racist. You, punk. you guys ever heard of newsletters? It's kind of a thing now. You could maybe monetize this somehow. You know what I mean? Just kind of get the transcripts out there. That's the that's the part that I don't like about the the Patreon tiers of the the Discord things. It's like here we we say retard and gay a little bit, but. If you pay $10 a month, we say it like so much more. I, I think it's unethical to monetize that kind of hatred. I prefer to just enjoy it, you know, <laughs> privately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in your in your IRL third place, not your digital third place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Discord is the digital third place. The barbershop. We have talked about that like a $1,000 a month like you can listen whenever we're in a car. There's a private stream. <laughs> like wherever we're, we're in a car ride that takes over an hour. I'll give a you know a hypothetical thing we would talk about that we wouldn't actually talk about. What would it what would it be like to like murder somebody specific with a harpoon? How funny would it look? Okay. You know? What what would their face be? But like, yeah, that that type of tier. But it would have to be I don't know. It, it there would have to be some technological advances. Yeah, do that. I mean, like, I mean, Uh like, there, there are people, for instance, that we think find it humorous to imagine what would it, what would it be like, or how would you react if you saw them walking (laughs) towards you, like, you know, you're you're walking towards them, they're walking towards you down the street, Mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere from behind you. Uh, a full knight in armor on horseback just swings through and stoves in their head with a fucking mace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what? How would that make you feel? <laughs> how would you react to that? Well, how would you react? And it's just like, well, it's just the, the 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 people that we're talking about this happening to are essentially there's 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 no angle in there to do this publicly. There's there's just mm-hmm. there's there, there's no there's no end on my part. I mean, I'm a money getter. I'm a money getter. <laughs> there's no there's no money to be gotten there. <laughs> As a guy who's been sued for libel and sounds like you came out on the other side, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you've exactly learned right. the le- you you didn't lose any money or you probably spent a well, little. Well, actually, I, I don't think it is libel to fantasize about um, someone dying. I think it only is when you record it and put it out. I think that's the only, when the issue <laughs> yeah. starts. I don't think there's issues before that. Um, as as a self proclaimed money getter, what what is the next plan or what is the next step on the on the money plan for you guys? Well, let's talk real numbers here. Are these dorks buying hoodies or what? We we can't keep <laughs> fucking hats in stock long enough mm-hmm. to, to, to meet the demand you know like kanye bro yeah exactly 
<laughs> We've got our own line of TV. Amusing T-shirts with political slogans coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we, are we, we going to do TV? Are we going to? Is there is there another tier going on that that's the final peg? You guys bringing Air America back? TV, movies, radio, animations. It's <laughs> it, it's all in the mix. We got a lot of irons in the fire, but you know, like the Chapa World Enterprises, I've got to start with a couple things. Uh, buying properties. Yeah. Got to have properties. Buy Not dirt, baby. Buy dirt. And what do we do with those real estates? Turn them into restaurants. That's the best <laughs> thing you can do with money. Is start. I'm looking to start about, in the, in the next year, conservatively, we're looking to open between 15 and 20 restaurants within a 10-block radius of downtown Los Angeles that all serve the same thing. Okay. You're printing money. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been approached to invest in any shit now that you guys are stacking guap? No. Actually, no. Yeah, no. Uh, no. No. <laughs> 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 not even not even a little five grand for a new Gia or something like that damn bro none of your none of your friends are making low alcohol I mean, vodka that you can put 20 bands in I, I guess I don't know uh, I don't know enough Sigma Sigma uh, types I don't have enough grind setters in my crew nobody's 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 got the vision. Sigma types. What kind of uh, celebrity listenership do we have? Do you guys know any any big names that are checking you out? You see the Patreon data. We can really we can get a how long gone exclusive here. <laughs> I, I, I got one. This is this is my favorite uh, Chapo uh, celebrity fan. Uh, when Laura Linney won an Emmy for Ozark, she was not in. I think this was during COVID, so she was like remote. Yeah. To like you know hear her get, accept the award, and she was sitting in her living room. And very visible on a, on a coffee table behind them, propped up very clearly so the camera could see, was our book, The Chapo Guide to Revolution. Mm. I'd like to think it was our girl, Laura Linney, but I'm almost certain it was her husband who was sitting next to her. Almost certainly. <laughs> Num- <laughs> number one celebrity fan, Laura Linney's husband. Wait, who was... Wait, 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 wait. There was another... There was another... There was another actress who like had the they did that Vanity Fair like house tour thing in her house. Oh, is that the one from Guardians of the Galaxy? Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had she had our book, but uh, there's been no further developments about that. <laughs> she hasn't. She's like never contacted us. Okay. She hasn't like made a burner account. Karen Gillan starred in Guardians of the Galaxy with. Your boy Lee Pace. So let's link and build right now. Could you just give me Lee Pace's email address? We can edit it out of the show. Later. I didn't know you guys were because because I you know I didn't know you guys were so Lee Pace pilled. But I didn't know we had three leapfrogs in the building. I don't know who who is this. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> no, I like legit. I don't know. So he's he's an actor who's like six six, very hot and also gay. Okay, men and women universally are obsessed with him. You know, he's just like a sweet, awesome guy. You know, he's had a he's had a yeah he's he's had a big moment um in the last like year. I would say he's also in Bodies, 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 which was kind of popular, and he played like a funny boyfriend. Okay, mm-hmm. after all of his after all of these big like these big like giant fucking MCU, I think is what we call those movies. What do we call those movies? Yeah, the MCU. The- yeah, so he was in he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's a he's a very handsome, very good actor. So. So women and gay guys, you got to figure that's like 60% of the world. Yeah. That's pretty good for him. Yeah. No, that's great for him. That's <laughs> yeah. great for him. But also the the straights want to learn from from him. Yeah. So their, you know, their their attention is there. It's just not a sexual. What am I what am I what am I going to learn? Like better genetics? Just <laughs> maybe, maybe I mean not, not so that maybe maybe uh, you know, hemlines. Yeah. Uh just charm, you know, a little how to get no. a twinkle in your eye perhaps. 
No, no, not so much. Too, too, too late for that. I think. <laughs> what is your? What do you think? What do you think you bring to the table, Felix? Besides money, like w- with a woman, just in life. Like, why would I? Why would anyone be friends? No, listen, with you? I like with a woman though. But with, like a with a woman, woman is more important. <laughs> well, I mean, like women's attraction matrices are so complicated that, like, yes, in a vulgar sense, like, yeah, a Lee Pace type character, a six six handsome man who's an accomplished actor and. He's a little bit goofy, but he can be serious. You know, I'm assuming. I don't know anything. Mm, um, that's a pretty good, that's pretty good uh, summation. Yeah, that, yeah, you got him. That's going to be huge, obviously. But women know that not every guy is like that. And the thing is, when it's time for a woman to, you know, crank off, what is she thinking of? Well, sometimes Lee Pace. <laughs> Other times she's thinking about a kind of ugly history professor who was rude to her <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> And so you just, you have to, you know... You, Do a hate crank. Yeah, well, she, you know, <laughs> who knows why she likes that? You don't know? She doesn't know. That's what I do with Z-Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine you're on that couch being asked, like, how many black women do you follow on Instagram? You don't know. This is the first time anyone's asked you that. <laughs> you know, women don't like it when you go too far out of your way to impress them. Yeah. You're like, oh, I arranged a fireworks display. Oh, I know what I know what restaurant we're going to tonight. I called your mom and found out what your favorite Gatorade flavor is. Yeah, I found out. Oh, I, I found out. You know, I, I, your sister has a blood disease. I diagnosed it. <laughs> I mean, okay, so so you're do you do you have a car, Felix? No. Okay, not really. That's- I mean, I will eventually. I just it's. <laughs> Not really important to me. So you, so you live in LA and you, you just kind of lift around, or are you a cyclist? No, I will never ride a bike. Uh, <laughs> I like, I like walking. That's a lost art. What, what, are, what part of LA are you in? If you don't mind, I no, I'm, I'm in La Brea. I like, it sucks. I'm not gonna live here <laughs> once my lease is up. I could see you being a Venice guy. You seem like a beach lover. No, not really. I, I'd, I'd like to, go, I'd like to go to. Um, Glendale. Okay. You want to come over where Jason is? You're a suburb guy? I think he just likes being around Armenians. Felix, we can talk talk offline. I'll show you some properties around. There's a lot of a lot of stuff popping up. Matt, what part of town are you in? Silver Lake, baby. Okay. Okay. When you guys hit the town, how often are you guys getting spotted? Like when you're at Erewhon, do they notice you or recognize you by your voice or by your looks? They usually recognize me in Erewhon because I'm being led around on a leash by my dom. And they're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. There he is again. <laughs> just trying to get some dried mangoes move it along if we have guests that we feel like um you know are worthy of this category and this subject Mm -hmm. we like to ask them um top three dead or alive prescription pills um there's three of you guys so you can either pick one each or you can just rank your top three pills uppers downers whatever you guys like okay it's my top three pills of all time um gotta go with you know the old standby ibuprofen (laughs) very good uh what brand what brand i just you know like just the generic ibuprofen kroger not a generic guy come on bro yeah, really not I, I, motrin I, I, I like uh i like the i like the um i like the day quill night quill gel caps that come in the same package you can like that's you know, nice get, that's go smart up to start yeah. the day go down yeah. to, mm-hmm. to, to bring it in for a landing <laughs> and i don't know my third favorite pill of all time just um, I don't know. Uh, ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a fair answer. Ecstasy ranks pretty high for most people. Felix, you're definitely a fucking Adderall guy. Um, no, I'm I'm actually a Vyvanse guy. Oh, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm I've been out of the game for a while, so I forgot that Vyvanse took over. Adderall's hard to get right now, right? They both are. 
They're both a pain in the ass. Well, no one's insurance covers Vibans usually, but um, top three pills of all time, like dead or alive. That's right. In circulation or not. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go with Oxycontin 80 milligrams. This is a pill <laughs> that is not in circulation anymore. <laughs> Let's go, my man. What do I associate most with the late 2000s? The Oxycontin 80 milligrams. Full, full transparency, Chris has tangled with the Oxy in his day before. Well, That's why I'm getting excited. Yeah, I mean, as, as you know, the marquee pill now is the um, M30 most versatile Percocet, mm-hmm. but the Oxycontin mm-hmm. M80 or the 80 milligram rather was a sign of Bush era excess mm. that maybe will never be repeated with pills. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, another discontinued pill, uh, Quaaludes. Mm-hmm. Wish I could have. Wish I could have tried it. And you've never, you've never had a, you've never seen one. You've never heard any lore of somebody having a couple somewhere in New Hampshire or something. Heard a ton of accounts of people having them personal accounts but no i have never seen one i've never touched one so the perk the perk 30 is a popular one right now i haven't even tried that one yet. that's like i it's the most common like imitation it's the most common press you know it's 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 an easy design Mm -hmm. the m30 is probably the most popular one last one let's go with an upper we're gonna go with dexedrine okay oh a <laughs> classic throwback you're on your marilyn monroe shit okay that's well nice. de- de- dexedrine you know you can use it if you're marilyn monroe but you can also use it if you're a pilot <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's a dexedrine is a pro drug it's not like amphetamines where you know it can be made time release um unless you drink orange juice then it just it's gonna hit you all at once Dexedrine is the best thing to take if you have to fly the U-2 spy plane for 28 hours. <laughs> Felix, your knowledge about pills is is blowing me away right now. I'm, I'm quite impressed, and I'm glad that I asked you guys this random question. Thank you. I Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Wikipedia scholar, and I'm one of the only people mm-hmm. who's actually given them money. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, what about you? Oh, I defer to Felix on all matters of prescription and non-prescription uh pills I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really a a pill guy so you guys aren't you guys aren't really drug users in general a little cocaine back in the day maybe a little cbd gummy before bed but that's about it nowadays oh no i do plenty of drugs i just don't generally do pills I do. yeah sure sure <laughs> whatever you say this is okay a, yeah this is a molly show really is that right i would say so moon rock wait i've never heard it called moon rock you never had moon rock yeah moon rocks are just like kind of like the more crystallized oh yeah 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 in that <laughs> right. case yes where you can yes. get like one big nugget of molly you know what i mean break it up so you three are in the back of the escalade going to a show yeah. just rolling as bros like or, or do you save that for your free time yeah what what's your favorite set and setting for for a molly molly dose i don't think you guys are really raving well not i mean not before a show i don't think that would be a very good show <laughs> just stroking each other's faces <laughs> I don't think that'd be funny. Unless you guys are DJing. Yeah. But like do you do you use it with a romantic partner? Do you just do a little Molly bump at a house party? How do you guys prefer to do it as intellectual Molly users? It's it's fun when you're like you're kind of going out. It's fun when it's a smaller group of people. It's fun with a romantic partner. Mm-hmm. It's fun as long as you do not do it every week or every two weeks, as some people do. <laughs> do you think yeah, that? Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do you fun. think that's because it it doesn't hit as hard, or you're saying that it becomes an addiction? It turns your well, brain no, into it, mush. It, just, it burn. It burns your your the way that it works. Yes. It releases all your serotonin at once, and you can't mm-hmm. keep doing that that frequently. So you're saying. So what what do you think the recommended time between usage should be? I mean, people honestly say to be safe, you should do six months, but 
Oof. most people do most people who do it and don't <laughs> do a ton, yeah a ton of other drugs do it safely like three or four times a year it would be nice if you could do it you know significantly more but that is unfortunately the case mm-hmm. yeah i gotta live here okay. this is, well if, yeah jason's Good got a know, nice guys. plug on the moon rocks you guys let him know if you need anything yeah i can probably get you addies too if you if you need that um yeah we have we have like a like a weird segment on the show where people will send us the drug dealer menus, like the current like 2022 drug dealer like signal messages. And now you, you, people are selling other products besides standard cocaine and mushrooms and, and stuff like that. You can buy like natural wine. and They'll deliver a whole party pack to you and the menu is designed like full graphic designer, like, you know, 2022 infographic style. A provision shop. Can I read you a signal message I got just the other day? <laughs> Certainly. Love that. Would love that. Sativa Divas and Pumpkin Spice <laughs> Bitches. We have you covered. New Sativa selections in all tiers. Capital letters. Exclamation points. Are you amped? We're amped. Ask about our new secret menu selections. More exclamation points. High as hell every day from 12 to 9. Okay. Are you are you a Sativa Diva or are you more of an Indica couch? Uh, no, I, fuck with, I, I, I prefer Indica. Damn. Sativa gives me uh, too many thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be thinking about you know uh, lost loves and regrets. Mm-hmm. I was trying, I'm just trying to watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I don't. I've never used Signal. Is that something you guys use a lot in your line of work? I mean, we just have, we just use it to like coordinate like when we're recording. You know, so, I mean, we, we easily do it over. I don't know. I just like to have two different messaging services for like work related energies and like you know the the standard iMessage for just you know bullshit or social life or things like that. I see, but you want it to be encrypted versus like WhatsApp. No, I don't really give a shit about being encrypted or not. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Sun Signal is such like a Trump era relic where it's like, oh, Trump's going to kill everyone who emails for a living. Let's all get on Signal. <laughs> I mean, I find that sort of paranoia to be a little silly, especially from people that, like you said, like email for a living or coordinate stuff. But there was a time where regular people really thought they needed to protect themselves against the higher powers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't think I need like, you know, uh, military level encryption to like, I don't know, book Ian Fidance on the show. I don't I don't either. I don't either. I I would never I I mean, even buying drugs, like I'm pretty sure you can just do that over iMessage and it's going to be fine. I'm pretty sure drugs are legal now. Yeah, Yeah, if they really want to like read your shit, they're going to. Yeah. Like, what are you what are you going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. SMS is encrypted or iMessage is encrypted, you know. Everything is encrypted. It's just like how much time do they want to spend to read your shit? Chances are like not that much. Do you guys put tape over your camera when you jack off on your computer? No. No, because I want anyone. I want people at the NSS. Uh, sorry, NSA to be uh, basically essentially assaulted yeah. by me. Yeah. You know, it's like it's their job if they want to Take see me gander. jack off. You know, you have see the it. hog. Take it all in. <laughs> I'm busting ropes for you. <laughs> I never understood the tape over the camera. I always thought that was like some dorky agency guy. I never understood that. I, I think it's a bad look. It's a placebo thing. It just makes you feel. It makes me more relaxed in my sphincter. Well, I mean, it's just like it's it's this it's this like dichotomy between the fact that like yeah like thanks to technology like literally the thing you carry in your pocket on your person at all times literally tracks every movement you make and records every word you say within a ten feet radius of it. But at the same time, we're all broadcasting our thoughts, locations, thoughts, inner feelings, secrets, bank codes. We're doing that more or less, you know, willingly every single day. So, I mean, my attitude is it's like, 
there's so much there's so much data out there. It's just a question of like what they want to pick up and look at. And the answer and like my thing is like like Felix said, if they really want to get you, they're gonna fucking be looking at through your fucking uh, laptop camera. They're gonna be listening to you through your phone. They're gonna be tracking you through GPS. They're they're doing that shit anyway. But it's just a question of like, are you gonna let it? Uh, sort of dictate the uh, the terms of your own life to you. Mm-hmm. I hope they I hope they don't I hope they don't look at Slack. That's going to kind of fuck me up a little I, bit. You know, I cannot imagine that people would waste their time looking at Slack. <laughs> you you mean you mean me as a working man, or you mean the government, the, the, government. the higher like, power? Okay, if okay. you had unlimited surveillance and eavesdropping power. Would the first place you go? Would that be Slack? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going down mm-hmm. on Slack these days. You never know, dude. It's you know, I feel like I feel like the move to Discord is going to eventually backfire. Everybody's going to go back to Slack. Actually, well, yeah, I mean, like people's bosses are going to get groomed on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> you got you guys don't have um. I mean, obviously, you guys there's multiple Discords and Reddit's and all that stuff for your podcast. Do you guys you guys rarely get in there and and sniff around and answer questions, or do you even do you have a policy of not looking at all? That's a that's a hard no look policy for me. <laughs> you know, it's just like mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally I will see. Yeah, I will like I, the the only comments I see associated with episodes of the show or the show are like the com- the the real sickos who leave comments on the individual Patreon posts because like. That, that's that, that's what I'm on. So like, if I if I want to look at an episode, I'll go there and then I'll see some comments. Mm-hmm. And if I read more than three or four, I will begin fantasizing about like reaching through the computer <laughs> screen with a gun and just like shooting the person who wrote a comment. Uh-huh. And that's not good because th- then you start to have like this this imaginary audience member or, or listener, this imaginary listener who you've appointed in your head as sort of like the ombudsman for the show. Mm-hmm. And then you start like you get gun shy or you're doing stuff specifically to piss off that person mm-hmm. or. It's just you just once you let it into your head, then like there's no going back. So I, I personally try to to not read or see anything about the show from from people who hate it or love it one way or the other. Because like, but has have, has anyone ever left a comment where you're like, son of a bitch, you're right. I should I should stop doing that or I should start doing that. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's right, bro. <laughs> Stay strong, King. Stay strong. Do you guys go back and listen to your old episodes? Check the game tape. See how you can improve. No, because it's like I think it's a fool's errand to like try to recapture something that's so ephemeral. But I like listening to things from a few years ago. Just it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, like there 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 are certain episodes that I really enjoy listening to. I mean, I don't I don't like revisit them that often, but it was just like I had to if I want to remember how much fun we had recording an episode, like uh like then I'll go back and and re-listen. It's usually the movie episodes because those aren't you know, tied to any given news event or time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that's one of the cool things about podcasting is that, like, you know, you can, you don't have to be afraid of sucking. Like, you can have an off episode and then it goes away as soon as you put out the new one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just like, you know, just keep, keep keep taking cuts, you know, keep coming to the plate, keep placing your bets. It's just like once it's over and you hit publish on it, it, it blows away like a sand mandala as soon as you publish the next episode. So I think that's sort of one of the, one of the benefits of uh, being funny in the podcast medium. Huge. Yeah, I mean, if, like if you write a bad book, you're sitting on two years of, of pure pain. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're shackled to that fucking thing. <laughs> if you write a bad book. Uh, the, now, when you guys did your book, how did that do for you? Because books, you know, you don't, you don't put a lot of money in the pocket. Was it a passion project? Well, they could have got a big, big advance. Yeah, we got a nice advance for it, which is cool. I mean, I used to be in the publishing industry, so I know firsthand uh, what it 
<laughs> what a bad <laughs> money making prospect writing a book is, unless you're like you know one one in a million or something like that. Unless you're Chrissy Teigen. I will say though, uh, I I have seen the uh, I, you know I, I, we do get the we have not yet collected royalties on the book, but I know for like ninety nine point nine percent of books never earn back their advance. Yeah. However, I've seen the you know like the P and L statements. I've, like we are very very close to earning out. Our advance on Huge. this book, which is something I'm very something I'm very proud of. Maybe at one day in the future we will collect royalty checks after from... Felix gets killed. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Dimebag, <laughs> like Dimebag Daryl. Then boom, back to the bestseller list. Pantera's number one. Crap. Yeah, yeah, obviously. That's amazing. Thank you to Urban Outfitters for buying all those copies, or you guys wouldn't be here. That's amazing. And thank you for the Dimebag reference. Now I know uh, I will end this episode with the Pantera song. I appreciate that. It's only a matter of which one. Um, all right, Chapo. Well, thank you guys for for taking the time to pod with us. We we truly appreciate it. Um, the the Fort Lauderdale show is probably going to be happening before or after this episode comes out. When when's the show? Oh, it's uh, October thirtieth at Revolution in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, oh, I've been to Re- I've been right, to Revolution yeah, yeah. before uh, actually. So have fun there. Just just bringing me back. How was it? Uh, shitty. It's I mean it's a <laughs> so I've heard. it's a club in Florida. You know I've been to a lot of them. It's it's better than some and worse than mm-hmm. others. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, <laughs> okay. All right, that's uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> seems about our level. <laughs> no, but you guys you guys should definitely hit the Everglades for a little a little fan boat tour. While Ooh, you're I would love there. to go on a fan boat tour. Of the Everglades. are you guys going to spend a couple of days down in Miami? Oh yeah, that's the point. Yeah, we want to see it while it's there. <laughs> yeah, not going to be there for too much. In longer. terms of flooding, or yeah, I mean the buildings falling down, uh, just being subsumed by the ocean, whatever is going to come. I'll, I'll, obviously, you guys have to hit Joe's Stone Crab. Yes, for, for a luscious crab oh, meal. Hell yeah, hell yes. Um, and then I would also recommend a restaurant called Mandolin. It's kind of like a, a Mediterranean style spot but you can smoke cigarettes outdoors while you're eating sounds great and lastly there's a restaurant called yambos it's a 4 a.m nicaraguan spot amazing all right those are all top ranks. thank you very much you might not be good at, at the nicaraguan spot so be careful bring a friend um all right guys good to live thanks fellas have fun all right bye